I'm on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. And it begins today with Jason Munns on the Tiger basketball beat for the commercial appeal and doing a job just tradition field at the commercial appeal of beat writer extraordinaire through the years one after another with all the people that have been on the tiger beat this this market expects it and it gets it from jason munns at the commercial appeal and we're so pleased to have him with us every friday now through the end of the year and we hope that end of the year is well into april even and maybe a trip to phoenix and jason munns presented to you every friday by jim's place grill Jim's Place Grill, they've been here longer than Tigers basketball. Over a 100 years of charcoal grill steaks, over a 100 years of celebrations and good times and family time and lasting memories, whether in the bar area or the dining area, the bar area where you can watch Tiger basketball, watch the Grizzlies, watch college football, and enjoy it with your friends, the Terrace family, with their touch for our community, a part of the fabric of it, recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the Red Road Tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E and grill. Every state grill perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see the difference. And for your holiday party, for your holiday office get-together, book now. Book now at Jim's Place because you will have the perfect celebration for that that office get-together. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark, hard work, values, and a dedication to their diners, the Terrace family. They create a memorable dining experience. The lunch menu, the staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and those salad dressings, all homemade. And then at dinner, the calamari, soup, seafood, and the steaks, fillets, ribeyes, and strips. And that fantastic bar area, all at Jim's Place Grill in Carryville. And Jason Munns joins us now, presented by Jim's Place Grill. And Jason Munns with the story of the day, the story of the year so far in Tiger basketball. And it's bad news from the NCAA, Jason, but you broke it. Tell our listeners everything you can report. And thank you so much for being with us. I couldn't be happier to be with you. I know it's uh, the timing is uh the timing of this news is both good and bad it is it is breaking news uh but it's as you said it's not uh super uh, happy news for no. Memphis basketball fans but yeah um got word just a little bit ago that the NCAA has for a third time uh and they they they've put a they finally put a pin in this 6 months long uh this i mean yeah we've been waiting Going on, yeah, it, it, like I think a week from today, it'll be exactly six months since DeAndre Williams wow. came out and wow. said, if I can get another year at Memphis, I will absolutely pursue every avenue I possibly can to do that. Uh, but the NCAA uh, put a pin in that today, finally. Um, uh, they have denied for the third time, as I said, they they have denied uh, every appeal uh, the university has exhausted every option it has uh, at its disposal, um, and DeAndre Williams, uh, you know, as we sit here today, uh, DeAndre, you know, I can't speak for DeAndre Williams will not be a Tiger this right. coming up season. Uh, I can't. Speak no means for, no this time, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for what legal um, wranglings uh, that might be uh, a part of this thing, but, you know, the season starts Monday. I cannot imagine uh, a scenario where anything involving a legal, you know, anything that takes this into the legal realm uh, getting cleared up before the season begins. So, um, or I mean, before the season is over. Uh, so, um, I, I did ask, uh, Don Jackson, the sports attorney who everybody remembers helped Penny Hardaway through the IARP thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, all those sorts of things. He's been heavily involved in this, trying to get DeAndre an extra season of eligibility. I asked him last week, what is today? No, earlier this week, uh, I spoke with him just a few days ago. Um, at the time it was off the record. Uh, but I spoke with him and he, uh, I asked him point blank. I said, you know, like if this doesn't work out, uh, is there anything that you can do from a legal perspective or are planning to do, uh, you know, uh, on your end that might, you know, uh, change things. And he said, it's, it's, he he goes, I'm not going to talk about any, uh, anything like that until the administrative process is complete. Um, so, but I have not, uh, gotten a response today from him, uh, beyond him telling me that him telling me what the NCAA, um, like the NCAA's rationale, uh, they basically said, uh, for, for denying DeAndre's waiver, they basically said that, uh, the people that Memphis and Don Jackson said, misadvised gave deandre bad advice all those years ago uh weren't they weren't essentially they weren't uh good enough it wasn't good enough those Mm -hmm. those, the the people that he was getting bad advice from uh weren't people that um you know student athletes they're not authorized to give student athletes uh, uh advice on uh eligibility uh matters and Essentially, the NCAA is saying that DeAndre Williams should have known that, uh, and so that's you know they're saying that's no excuse. Um, and and there you have it. It 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 uh, it brings this uh, six month uh, ordeal, this saga, to a close. And uh, yeah, now we can move on. Well, I know this is bad news, and I know everyone wanted DeAndre to be on this team. I think everyone can agree this team is better with DeAndre on the floor and in in that locker room. But is there some sort of positivity you could take away from it that they got the news back before the regular season started and that this cloud wasn't hanging over this team of will he won't he into the season yes i would say that unequivocally that the fact that this is now again uh a a fine like we can stop talking about it now um you know i mean like because i do think that it it could have become a serious distraction if it lingered into the season. I think it probably was a little bit of a distraction, honestly, like up until now. Um, yeah. now, now, I think the fact that, you know, this is a much older, more experienced veteran team helped that. They, you know, they, they've been through the, uh, they've been through the mill before and, uh, they, they know how to, how to focus and how to buckle down and block out the distractions and all that stuff. Um, so I don't think it, you know, I don't think it really affected them too much, but I, I, I'm, I do feel like once the season started, if this was still pending, uh, it, it could have been, 
it could have been a very big distraction. And so for that reason, I, yeah, I would say that um, it is a good, that's kind of a silver lining. Um, it, it is. This, yeah, getting this knocked it, out It is, now. Jason. Coach Hardaway can go to his team and go, man, this is our team. Look around this room. This is our team. There, there, there's, there's, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, the players can be dropped in here that can or can't hurt us. This this is us. This is this. Yep. And the other part of that, kind of related to that, is, you know, now that we know that it's over um, and he's not going to be part of the team, I think it was a fantastic idea. And we learned last night that it was actually DeAndre's idea to not, like, he could have been with the team for the last six months. He could have been practicing with the team. He could have been doing he could have been part of the team. NCAA rules would have allowed, while this was outstanding, for him to be practicing, to be lifting weights, to be uh, going to these NIL events. Like he could have been, um, I don't know about the NIL part, but he could have been practicing with the team. And he decided he didn't want to do that. And I think it's a very good thing. I mean, he, he, you're talking about going six months practicing with this guy, bonding with this guy, building an identity with this guy behind the scenes, and then three days before the season starts, he's got to go away? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, 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 been, that could be devastating. That, that could have been a really, really big problem. And the fact that DeAndre chose to not insert himself, knowing that this was a potential outcome, I think was very smart. Jason, you have been breaking news everywhere. I thought Sunday afternoon the news, and I loved it. And I don't—I don't think it was anything inflammatory or, or you know, hot takey at all. But you reported about Coach Hardaway talking about this thirteen-game non-conference schedule. Uh, my words, not his. He didn't say this, but it's everything. It's very important. I—I I, I think it's just master of the office. I don't think it was him setting a bar unapproachably high for his own team, and and, and with that. That, those 13 games, we know what anything north of 10, 3, 11, 2 will do. That will, that would, that would cement a seed, I think, 3, 4, 5 at worst. The, the, the conference portion of the schedule is going to drag it down no matter what. But e- even at 9 or 10, that's still a 5 or 6 type seed team. If the Tigers go 9 and 4, Nine and then fifteen and three in con. That's twenty four wins. That's about a five, six, seven seed, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And that's not counting. You know, I mean, with you know, I mean, as, as we learned this past season, it doesn't really too much matter what you do in the conference tournament. So we should. I, like, I, I'm stopping myself from saying from saying yeah. Uh, and that's before you even get to the conference tournament. But again, as you saw. Uh, Memphis go out and beat the number one team in the country to win the title, and it doesn't get them off the eight nine line. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I firmly believe. I mean, it, now you got to not lose in the con. Like if you're talking about three losses in conference, one of them can't come to UTSA, uh, which is arguably one of the type twenty five worst teams in the country, yeah. or they're expected to be. Who, who can they beat um, to? Who who I, could three? Be, be, not twice to FAU. So once to FAU, who are the other two? I think, I predict, I actually put this in my bold prediction, that they're going to lose two games in conference. Neither one of them is going to be to FAU. I think one is going to be at Tulane. They always play terrible at Tulane. 
We can uh, live with that. Always. Not always, but you know what I mean. It's always it's competitive. Tough, it's a tough place for them to go down mm-hmm. and play. Um, and then at East Carolina. I think East Carolina is going to be sneaky this year. Um, and and that's another place that in recent years, Memphis hasn't had a ton of success. Uh, or, or it just hasn't been easy. I'll just put it that way. It hasn't been very mm-hmm. easy. And I think East Carolina is better this year. I think they were picked to finish fifth uh, this year in the league by the coaches. Somewhere around there, memory serves. Um, so I, I think that they can... You know, again, like F, lose to FAU, you're fine. Um, but I think they can also stomach losses to teams like, to, especially road games, Tulane and East Carolina. Outside of that, you know, like you pretty much got to win them, the rest of them. I don't think North Texas is going to be what they were last year. They lost their coach. Uh, I don't, they don't have a, I think they might have one player, uh, one of their better players back. Um, and I don't think they brought in a ton of like big names. Uh, UAB, uh, you know, was a quality team last year, um, but I'm not so sure. You know, like I think Memphis should beat them. Uh, Memphis should beat UAB. They shouldn't shouldn't lose to UAB. Um, so, but I feel like you know Tulane was picked to finish third. They've got Jalen Forbes back. They've got Kevin Cross back. It's on the road. Ron Hunter's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can you can shoulder that one, um, but it's 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 the ones like Rice and Charlotte, um, UTSA. Those are Tulsa. Those are the ones that you really got to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. Talking to uh, talking to Jason Munz uh, from the Commercial Appeal, the Tigers basketball beat writer, uh, presented every week by Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. What were some of your biggest takeaways from these two exhibition games for the Tigers? They're going to score a lot of points, I, I think. Uh, they're going to be very difficult to stop on offense. Um, I, uh, the 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 the. Tiger basketball SID mentioned to me yesterday after after yesterday's game that uh, exhibition or not, this is the first time since 2004 that Memphis has scored 100 points in back-to-back games. Wow. Exhibition or not, and they've played back-to-back exhibition. 40-minute yeah. games. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah, and, uh, and, and they've done it. So I think they're going to score a lot of points. Um, that's a big takeaway. I think they're. I think it didn't look so much like it yesterday at, during last night's game, but I was so struck in the game against Lane College just how like it was palpable the difference in this season's team and and just how it carries itself. Like the way I explained it to somebody on the staff was. You felt you could feel the confidence just sort of emanating yeah. from the team, and 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 the, the the key here is it wasn't a manufactured confidence. Like you you felt like in years past with guy, you know, I don't want to name names, but like the younger teams, you felt like that was sort of like almost like a put on. Like, like they were playing a character. Yeah. Uh, like they, they had. I, I gotta say this, yeah. They had confidence, but it was, but it, this was different. Like yeah. this was, 
this was a little bit different. Like they, you know, when the ball went up, they knew exactly what they needed to do. It was a little, again, against Lemoyne last night, it was a little bit, it didn't quite, you know, measure up to the way it felt the first in the first game. Um, but that's another takeaway. I, I think this team has a very, they're, they're very professional. And a lot of that's because they're very, they're very, uh, uh, experienced and veteran, um, but I think that's going to serve them well as well. And a week from today, you will be in Columbia, uh, Missouri, for the M- Mizzou game. That's a big one. And then right after that, two weeks after that, you're going to be in the Bahamas. And for you, Jason, I know a- a- every sports writer I've ever talked to, I just want to cover a good story. You know when that introduction I gave, and I, I meant it as sincerely as I've ever said anything. You have kept you, you have kept that tradition alive of the commercial appeal beat person. You know, get, giving us all this information. We 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 come to to you. We we come to he or she, and and it, it's been and Lynn Zinzer was, was the she that was so good at doing it a, a lot of years. You know the role you have. You have to tell the story that the city is. Is waiting on. I, I well, first of all, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciated very much the uh, uh, the really nice kind words. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like that's one of the things that I really strive to maintain is a kind of the pulse of uh, the audience of the of, of the fan base. Because all of us um, can't go to the Bahamas. <laughs> hmm, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes it easy. You know what? The social media, like for all its, uh, for all its, um, drawbacks, shall we mm-hmm. say, uh, mm-hmm. it, it makes it easier to sort of keep, mm-hmm. um, an eye on what people are talking about and what people want to know about and what people, you know, what gets people excited. And, and, you know, at the, uh, commercial appeal, they've, they've given me this, um, it's a, it's a, I think I've had it for a little more than a year now, but it's like a, it's like a text message service where people can sign up to get text messages from me directly to their phone and they can respond to me. They they can talk to me. I can talk to them. Um, and, and, you know, I use that, like I use that, uh, I lean on that pretty heavily for uh, like crowdsourcing and stuff like that. And like, um, keeping, like I said, keeping the, the, the finger on the pulse of what people want. And, um, and yeah, I, 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 uh, I strive to, uh, to to make sure that all the bases are covered and everybody's everybody's getting what they want. What's the one game you have circled, and is that game even on the schedule yet? Could it be a Thanksgiving afternoon game against Eric Musselman and the Razorbacks? What game do you have circled? Of man, I can't wait to be there. Or is it is it or is it m- m- Monday night against Jackson State? It very well could be. But which one big one do you really looking forward to? Well, I mean, you hit it. Like, if 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 the, if the chips can fall the right way and they can get Arkansas on Thanksgiving, please day, fall right. The, I mean, that's the one. Like, yeah, that is Easy. that is. First of all, that, that means you've defeated the Michigan Wolverines. Right, right. That's um, pretty big stuff. You know, I was looking at this the other day. I didn't realize it. You know, like as when when the field was announced for the battle for Atlantis, you know they got they got Stanford in there and they got Texas Tech, and we all know they had a really down year last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like it's a really good field. Um, you know, when it comes out that you're thinking to yourself, it's a really good field. You know, Michigan and uh, and Arkansas and North Carolina and Villanova, but the other ones, cross your fingers, you don't have to play them. Yeah. I was looking at the other day the preseason Kempom. Ratings 
seven of the eight teams that are going to be there, obviously that includes Memphis, but six of the seven possible other teams outside of Memphis who are there are top 50 preseason Kimpom. Wow. Uh, that includes Texas Tech and Stanford um, and, and Michigan. Um, uh, and Northern Iowa is the only one, and they're like 98th. So they're top 100. Yeah. Uh, obviously Memphis is 32, but like it's a it's a really strong field. Like the, like the odds of Memphis uh, win or lose playing some really good resume games mm-hmm. are very high uh, in the Bahamas. But outside of that, I mean, you know, obviously they might not get Arizona. I mean, Arkansas. But um, I would say of games that are, you know, they, that we know they're going to play. Uh, I would. Yeah. You know, Texas A&M is a big one, um, and Virginia coming to uh, FedEx Forum. I mean, that that should be a really, really fun. Uh, and that coach, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Tony Bennett. Um, Tony Bennett's a, a, one of the best, and so uh, that should be that should be a. Oh, and then of course, I mean, you know, I don't want to leave out Ole Miss. Like that's that's going to be uh, uh, their first time there since. Uh, the the fans were raining down overrated chants on mm-hmm. a money base, and, and Penny Hardaway after the game was just uh, like that was the that was it was after that game that the you know the the stuff that was being whispered about behind the scenes about disharmony and uh, you know bad chemistry and locker room problems finally came to the forefront, and people you know everybody was uh, on alert at that point, um, so. Getting a chance to go back there is, is uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, there's plenty of good ones. Uh, last thing for you, uh, Jason, before we let you go, Javon Quinterly uh, made his Tiger debut last night in the exhibition game. He was warming up with a knee brace on. Um, looked like he might have tweaked that knee again uh, towards the end of the exhibition last night. Uh, where does he stand uh, in terms of health in that knee? Penny said multiple times. He said it's uh, uh, like. TV media, print media, uh, that, that, that he should be fine. Um, he said, that he said it's on radio, uh, after, after he talked to us, he said the same, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much the same exact thing. Just that, just that, you know, the game was, there was only nine minutes left and they were up big and right. there was no be reason cautious. to keep him in there. Yeah. Um, and you know, he said he asked Javon, uh, how he felt after the game. He said he felt fine. So, um, so I think he's going to be fine. Now, the other part that I think is kind of interesting, he didn't say it to us, but he said it to uh, he said it on radio, is that um, he might switch up the starting lineup uh, for Jackson State, that he wants to get more energy in the starting five. Uh, he wouldn't really say just yet, you know, like what that might look like, but um, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see uh, – you know who 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 moves out and who moves in. Well, I know in in that uh, that interview with Dave Wilson, he was kind of pushing towards maybe Nick Jordan. Do you think yeah. he could be a guy that could could jump into that starting lineup? Oh yeah, I mean like Nick is Nick to me has has six man of the year potential in the conference. Wow. Um, like he he I actually had a, a piece that published today. Um, where I talked to the strength coach, Tiger strength coach Darby Rich, he ba- he basically gave me like you know, his scouting report from a strength and conditioning standpoint on each player. He broke it down each player. And the one thing that, uh, one of the things that he said about Nick Jordan is he is by far, um, 
from a measurable standpoint, he he he's the most athletic guy on the team. He jumps higher, he runs faster than anybody, and he plays extremely hard. And you know, you, you put two and two together. Penny's yeah. talking about he wants more energy in the starting lineup. Well, that kind of sounds like Nick Jordan. So, um, I, it, I I wonder who would come off the bench then. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be Jordan Brown. I don't think it's going to be David Jones. I feel like it's not going to be Jaquan Walton. So we'll see. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun Monday night when the Tigers uh, officially kick off the regular season. But Jason, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll do it again next Friday. I can't wait. Thank y'all. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal, the Tiger basketball beat writer. And head over to the Commercial Appeal because, like he said, he he has a story with the strength coach going player by player. He has all of the up-to-date breaking news on um, DeAndre's situation and that ruling. So a lot coming out um, from Jason Munns today over at the Commercial Appeal. But uh, i got to tell you about Hewlett and Dunn. They're with us every afternoon in our 5 o'clock hour. Hewlett and Dunn, a boot and jean on the historic square in Collierville since 1960. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens, and now with his wife Laura, they own the place, known for all the boots, but also clothing, accessories, and a cap for any team in any season. Western wear, work boots, safety toe, soft toe, even rubber boots, boots for absolutely every occasion at Hewlett and Dunn. And from head to toe, they have you covered with every brand imaginable, like Ariat, Danpost, Anderson Bean, whether for men or women's. And they've got clothing options too, like jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duck head collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street on the square in Carryville or to their website, hewlettdunn.com. They've also got you covered with accessories like hats, sunglasses, boot care products in every area, team snapback, and cool hat you can think of. We're to that point of the year where we've got the overlap of college football and college basketball. So head over there for Tigers, Mississippi State, UT, Ole Miss, Razorbacks. They've got a cap for all of the area teams. And for travel, their bag selection is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please head out to Collierville. Give them a visit and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. Let's get to a break, and when we come back, it will be time for our first National Bank and Trust Friday football forecast. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Friday football forecast from First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Real estate isn't something you purchase or develop or desire. It's something you appreciate, respect, and know. With real estate, there's no gray area. You either know it or you don't. First National Bank and Trust, a proud division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. They've known it since their beginning in 1886. Clients depend on First National Bank because they know real estate. Brooks Winchester, Bill Samish, and many more can assist you in your acquisition of that hunting land, farmland, a construction project. Let First National Bank and Trust make your dreams a reality. 775 Ridge Lake Boulevard, Suite 140 in Memphis, 901 498 
888-5763 or the office in Collierville or online at fnbtmemphis.com. For commercial real estate, residential construction, or recreational and agriculture financing, let First National Bank and Trust help you. They're a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, where I have had an account, been a friend, and been a customer my entire life. They remember what you do in November, and November football gets started tomorrow in the Sunday NFL schedule. Great. I said it earlier. I think this is the best college and pro combined oh, yeah. schedule of the year. Just games everywhere from sun up to sunset and even with the goofy time change on Sunday. <laughs> but we sure appreciate First National Bank and Trust, now firmly ensconced in West Tennessee, a proud division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Stable, secure, rock-solid, reliable and consistent and the customer confidence in, in in whether it's in West Tennessee or in eastern Arkansas it is it is extremely confident uh, everybody I know that's ever dealt with them whether deposit relationship or lending relationship any relationship just a CD or a, a passbook savings account, people have it through the years with First National Bank and Trust and First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. It gets started early tomorrow morning, the game where I will be. 11 o'clock on ESPN, Ole Miss, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Texas Aggies. Lane Kiffin's 2-0 and over Jimbo Fisher. Ole Miss with three 500-yard receivers, Jordan Watkins, Trey Harris, and Dayton Wade. Ole Miss winners of 19 of the last 21 at home. But that A&M defense, they lead power five with 75 tackles for loss and 33 sacks. And then in the return game, you got Anaya Smith, FBS active leader in punt return yards. Bryant Dacus, your pick on Ole Miss laying the three and a half over Texas A&M. Well, I like this number at three and a half because I think there is a really, really, really good chance that Texas A&M can cover this game and Ole Miss still win. I think Texas A&M is going to keep it close or win this game. So for that reason, I'm going to take A&M plus the three and a half. If it does all that, do you know my blood pressure spiking will be Uh very high? And you don't want your blood pressure spiking that early in the morning, Brett. Mine's not going to spike. Ole Miss wins. They cover the three and a half easily. Ole Miss 35-21 over the Aggies. 11 o'clock on ESPN 2 tomorrow morning. The Gators at home in the swamp. Six and a half point favorite over the Razorbacks. Arkansas 1-10 and uh, against Florida in the SEC. Ofer at the swamp. These teams once played, as I said earlier, in the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl huh. in 1982. The Razorbacks were really good that year. Florida, they've scored in 444 consecutive games dating back to 1988. That's an NCAA record and 53 games longer than any team in the history of the sport to do that. 444 consecutive games that they've scratched. So Arkansas is not going to shut them out tomorrow, but can they beat them? 82 total touchdowns for K.J. Jefferson in his career. 62 passing, 20 rushing. That's all-time number one for the Razorbacks. Easily tops Matt Jones. Arkansas, Florida, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Razorbacks. My pick, like your pick on Ole Miss, it's barely. It's Florida, 21-13 over the Razorbacks, wow. so I lay the six and a half. Wow, I'm going to take Florida in this one, minus the six and a half. I, Arkansas just hasn't shown me anything. I get real scared because, Brett, we talked about it, uh, I think, earlier this week or, or last week of Arkansas, the, they have lost games, but they have kept these games really, really close, so that scares me, but down at the Swamp in Gainesville, I will give Florida the edge, and I will take a minus six and a half. We are 10-11. 
10 and 11 in agreement this mm. year on college picks. On NFL picks, we are 6 and 10. So that is, uh, no, I'm sorry, 7 and 10. So that's 17 and 21 on the year when we have group locks. At, 11, at 2 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN Plus, Memphis minus 13 over South Florida. Memphis leads 7-4 all time in this series. Homecoming for the University of Memphis tomorrow. The Tigers have forced at least one turnover in 21 of the last 26 games. Total turnovers, takeaways in, in that span, 47. Blake Watson, he leads the team in rushing. He's second in receptions. Seth Hennigan, 14, 300-yard passing games, most in program history. Again, kind of threading that needle like you did on Ole Miss, yeah. and I did on Florida, you as well on Florida. I'm going to take the Tigers to win 24-17, so give me that 13-and-a-half wow. in South Florida. Wow. I'm, I'm going to take the Tigers in this one, I think. Uh, you look back at – South Florida's last two conference games, yeah, they got the win uh, last week against a, a really bad UConn team, but the last two conference games, it was really lopsided and not lopsided in their favor. I think coming back home, maybe that defense can sure up a little bit and, and look a little bit better, maybe have some confidence in front of the home fa- fans and limit those missed tackles. So I think the Tigers win. I think they win big. I'll take a minus of 13.5. Tomorrow night on CBS for the final time, LSU and Alabama. Bama, three-and-a-half point favorite at Bryant-Denny Stadium. 6.45 the kick. Gary Danielson on the as analyst. Brad Nestler as play-by-play. These two staples of CBS through the years with CBS on the SEC package, that 2011 game, and that upset last year yeah. uh, for LSU winning that game down at Tiger Stadium. Jaden Daniels, what he's done this year against an improving Jalen Milrow. Alabama, three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's not close. Bama, 34-19 over LSU. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Alabama in this one. Kind of a a difficult game, but I think at home for Bama, they've looked much improved as the season has gone on, and I I think uh, they have enough to win this one at home. My college football lock, I stay in the Iron Bowl world. I go with Auburn laying the 12-and-a-half at Vanderbilt. Auburn wins 24-7. to Your college football lock. For my lock, I'm going to take an AAC game. I'm going to go Tulsa minus four and a half against Charlotte. Brett, you know how much I've talked about Charlotte this year. I really like Biff Pogey, and I think this team is fun to watch. They're not very good, but they're fun to watch. But their game last week ended with both starting quarterback and backup quarterback injured. It's not clear if either one of those guys will play. They might have to rely on their third string quarterback, and three of their best defensive players were suspended after that game last week. So they're going to be super shorthanded. This is a defense that has looked good at times, but missing three of their best players, that's going to hurt them. And missing their first, uh, their starter and backup quarterback, they've struggled moving the ball this year. I think uh, it could be a real ugly one tomorrow against Tulsa. So I'll take Tulsa minus four and a half. And your college football shot. For my shock, I'm going to go with Kansas plus the three and a half, which might be a dumb play by me after the upset against Oklahoma last week, but I'm going to take Kansas plus three and a half over Iowa State. Five and three, Iowa State, Matt Campbell there against Lance Leipold at Kansas and Kansas with the, the shocking upset last week straight up over Oklahoma. Sunday in the NFL. Oh, I'm sorry, my college football shock. I got to get that in. I'm going to stay in the SEC. And I'm going to go Jacksonville State plus 16 and a half straight up 21-20 in Columbia over Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Things get ugly if that happens. 
Uh, they they sure could. Honeymoon's already over. Yeah. It's really over if that happens. Sunday morning, 8.30 on NFL Net, Network. From Frankfurt, Kansas City, one-and-a-half-point favorite over Miami. Dolphins lead all-time 16-15, but it's 13-15 regular season, but 3-0 and in the playoffs, including that famous Christmas afternoon night game in 1971 in the playoffs that went to sudden death. Miami won that one 27-24 at old Kansas City Municipal Stadium. They first played in 1966, both as members of the AFL. Give me the Dolphins plus the one and a half they win the game 34 17 yeah I'm also going to take the Dolphins in this one I like what Alan Bell said though is uh the Dolphins have been really good at home it's been a different story on the road so in Frankfurt in a different country well let's see what they can do early in the morning but I'll take Miami more traditional starting time noon on CBS Baltimore minus six and a half over Seattle they first played December 7th 1997 starting quarterbacks that day Warren Moon for Seattle against Eric Zire, the Georgia Bulldog, for the Baltimore Ravens. I did not have any memory of that till I <laughs> looked it up this week. Three and three all time. They hadn't played a lot, but Seattle, an underdog in Baltimore on Sunday. Seattle wins straight up 21-20 over Baltimore. I'm with you on this one. I really like Seattle. Uh, it seems like that offense. Two agreements. Yeah, this isn't good, but I, I like the Seattle offense. It seems like they're really coming along. That defense, um, uh, with Devon Witherspoon in there now. I, I just like like the Seattle team, I'll take them plus six and a half. 325 on Fox Sunday afternoon, the big one. Philadelphia minus three and a half over Dallas. A lot will get sorted out in the NFC and in the NFC East. Dallas leads all time 73-55. They lead all time three and one in the postseason. That one postseason win for the Eagles was the 80 season, January of 1981, NFC Championship game with Philadelphia winning and on their way to New Orleans for the Super Bowl with Ron Jaworski at quarterback against, against the Raiders. First played September 30th, 1960 at the Cotton Bowl Stadium. Quarterbacks that day, Norm Van Brocklin versus Eddie LeBaron. Dak Prescott <laughs> and Jalen Hurts do not look like Norm Van Brocklin and Eddie LeBaron. No. Uh, they, they, they've got more talent in their left pinky than Eddie LeBaron and Norm Van Brocklin had. Uh, give me Philadelphia to win the game 35-14 over your Cowboys. Mm, I'm going against you. Cowboys went straight up. Sunday night football, NBC 720, Cincinnati minus two and a half over Buffalo. Cincinnati 28-17 over the Bills. Yeah, I'm also going to take Cincinnati. I just think they're uh, they're the better team in this one, so give me Cincinnati minus two and a half. Too much agreement. Give me your NFL lock and shock. My lock this weekend is going to be the Colts minus two and a half against the Panthers. I think this Colts team is not a bad team, um, so I'll take them as a slight favorite. Uh, for shock, I'm going to take the Bears plus eight and a half over the Saints. The Bears, um, I'm not sure who they're starting um, this weekend, um, but I'll take whoever it is over this Saints team, at least to cover it, plus eight and a half. My lock, Cleveland Browns minus eight and a half over Arizona with Deshaun Watson back in as starting quarterback. And my shock, Tampa Bay plus the three and a half over Houston. Tampa Bay wins the game 19. 19- 13. That's that's been our Friday football forecast brought to you every week by First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. For all your real estate needs, they've got you covered. Commercial, ag, hunting, recreational, you will be set. Contact them at FNBT.com. 
dot com or call nine zero one four nine eight five seven six three. But better yet, visit the offices on Ridge Lake or in Collierville. Let's get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports Fifty Six Happy Hour from eleven to one every weekday on Sports Fifty Six and ninety eight five FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn Boot and Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, I learned two things today. The first, uh, something we've, we've kind of talked about over the last hour or so, but the news coming down from the NCAA that uh, DeAndre Williams will not uh, get an extra year of eligibility. This was the statement put out earlier this afternoon from Memphis Athletics after the news was released from the NCAA. We are extremely disappointed a waiver for an additional year of eligibility for DeAndre Williams was denied, which came following a request for reconsideration of the initial denial and then an appeal. We felt the evidence about academic misadvertisement prior to his initial college enrollment uh, that was uncovered and provided to the NCAA was sufficient to grant a waiver. And we also strongly believe the depth of additional information shared with the NCAA on an ongoing basis would be on DeAndre's side. Unfortunately, after multiple months of back and forth, the NCAA arrived at a different conclusion. We appreciate DeAndre's contributions to our men's basketball program over the past two and a half years, and he will always be a Memphis Tiger. Nevertheless, we are very much looking forward to an exciting season on the court for our men's basketball team. So, like I said, this wasn't just they put it in and they said no. This was multiple times trying to give new information, and it really, over the last month or two, in my mind at least, from what I had been hearing, from what had been put out, um, it really seemed like it was a far shot that DeAndre would would be on this team this year. The second thing, real quick, that I learned, it sounds like Patrick Mahomes, when talking to reporters uh, earlier today, says that he wants to play flag football in the 2028 Olympics. We talked a couple yeah. weeks ago about the NFL is kind of pushing their players, saying, uh, you know, go play in the Olympics. So sounds like uh, Patrick Mahomes might be one of the uh, first stars of the NFL to uh, to give out their, uh, their involvement. They want to be a part of it. That was a really classy statement by the university. It was. At some point, you know, you just can't. 
there's so many definitions of what is is. Sure. I mean, you just can't you just can't reconfigure. What I learned here comes the LSU is really number two in the SEC crowd <laughs> if they beat Alabama. Yeah. Peter Burns, you know, of course, down the middle, Big J journalist shilling this morning on SEC Network. Uh, Booger McFarlane with his LSU shirt yesterday on PTI. How did this many Tigers make it on on, mm-hmm. on TV? And all of them, all they are lacking are pom poms. Mm, they are, and uh, you, we've heard it for a while. Really, uh, after uh, what was that next game after they lost Ole Miss? It seemed like after that they won that and got back on track, and it was oh man, LSU yeah. second best We're in back. the SEC. Yeah. So uh, it's we just ran out of time at Ole Miss. Oh yeah, exactly. If we had played another quarter, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, what I could have done without the news coming down earlier today that Clayton Kershaw um, will have to uh, to undergo surgical. He actually uh, underwent that surgery this morning on his shoulder, and he's expected to be out until some point in the summer 2024. For Clayton Kershaw, um, a, a tremendous career so far in, in in MLB, but you're absolutely right. At uh, 35 years of age, I think we're starting to see uh, the downslope of his career, and, and certainly with a surgery like that, that doesn't help. So hopefully we see him back um, uh, on the mound next season, but uh, it looks like we might be seeing the last couple of years for him. I could do without a lot in the Michigan story. I wish it wasn't. Mm, yeah. I wish it wasn't happening. I wish it was different. I like Jim Harbaugh a lot. And I had Michigan preseason in my college football four. But isn't it interesting to hear Desmond Howard talking about? You know, now is the time for deliberation. Yeah. Now is the time for due process. Now is the time to not do anything hackneyed or spur of the moment. The same Desmond Howard that wanted Nebraska kicked out immediately in 2020 in the mm-hmm. COVID year for wanting to play football. That's right. That's right. He wanted them kicked out immediately. Now Desmond Howard, the voice of reason, please. <laughs> the voice of reason. I love it. Uh, where are you beaming this weekend? Uh, you know where I'm beaming to, the Grove. Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, Ole Miss against Texas A&M. A win for Ole Miss sets up a monster matchup next week in Athens. But first, the Aggies, 9 o'clock with us pregame. Gary Darby, I'll, I'll be alongside Gary Darby at 11 o'clock. David Kellum on play-by-play. Harry Harrison as the analyst. And John Darnell on the sidelines on these airwaves. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day tomorrow. I'm going to beam tonight to Portland, Oregon for the in-season tournament uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies first the Portland Trail Blazers looking, like you said, for their first win of the season. But I'm also interested really all across the NBA to see what does this in-season tournament look like? We know the new court for every team. It's worth trying, mm-hmm. but but what does it look like? What are the well, what do we hear from the players? Because you know that's going to be the first question to all of these players after the game. Well, uh, first game of the in-season tournament. What was it like out there? Well, what are their responses? Does it feel like a regular season game to them, or are they viewing this as group play? For a tournament, it'll be really interesting to find out tonight. At seven games tonight in that play or uh, in season tournament, Grizzlies being one of them later tonight in Portland. Grizzlies in Portland all weekend need some wins. Area college football all weekend. We'll be watching those top ten CFP games. We'll be watching Kansas State at Texas tomorrow. Will we see Arch Manning if he has mm. to play? Ohio State at Rutgers. Notre Dame at Clemson. Uh, the last Bedlam. Washington at the Coliseum against USC, Bama and LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, so much fun. And then Sunday, I'm really looking forward to Hurts versus Dak. 
Yeah, that's going to be a, a great game, a 3-30 game to kind of lead you into that uh, Bills and Bengals game for Sunday Night Football. That will be a really interesting game between two really good quarterbacks in the nightcap. So it's going to be a really, really fun weekend, uh, a ton to watch. College football, NFL, uh, you know, you got NBA, and then on Monday we'll be talking college basketball as uh, a lot of teams kick off their season First on time Monday. in seven months, no baseball this weekend. Oh, yeah. You heard me. I almost said baseball, and then I mm-hmm. had to remember, we have no baseball. But uh, before we get out of here, let me remind you about this weekend. Uh, tomorrow morning, like Brett said, uh, we'll have Ole Miss pregame against Texas A&M at 9 a.m. leading into that game. Sunday, Commanders at Patriots at noon, Colts Panthers at 3, Bills Bengals at 7. Monday night, we'll have Ole Miss basketball versus Alabama State at 6.30. That's all the time we have. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk again on Monday. <laughs>